Welcome to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Join us as we learn to lead together from the simple to the strategic. Our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. From the simple to the strategic, our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. My name is Caleb Cole, and I'm with, as always, the lovely, the incredible, the studious, the pontificator, Chrissy Cole. Yes, that's me. Can't wait to um, be here again. I can't. I, no, that's not right. You are here. I'm here, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I am a little sweaty from an intense ping pong match with my husband. I won the first one. He won the second one. <laughs> Just to update everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a little detour from what we've been doing. Uh, we've been in the midst of talking to you about myths, myths about leaders and about leadership. And uh, we're going to take a little detour from that for... I don't know, a bit, these next few episodes, and we're going to talk about what leaders need. And so today, uh, we're going to talk about, first, that leaders need rest. I think we all would agree that in this culture, we talk a lot about the grind. You need to grind. You need to push. Uh, keep grinding. But one thing that's often overlooked is the truth, the importance, and the reality that we all need rest, but especially leaders, you also need rest in a culture that would tell you, don't rest. You can rest when you're dead. Uh, just yeah. keep grinding. And there's nothing that, or no greater lie out there, because I think that we recognize that if you're unrested, then you're operating often from an empty cup and you cannot properly lead or lead in a healthy way if you are not filled up yourself. Yeah, leading from emptiness is just a recipe for disaster, burnout, unhealth, and not just unhealth in an individual, but unhealth in their relationships. It truly will destroy your life. Rest is absolutely needed. Yeah, and this is important for us uh, and why this is so apropos because we've just come off a season of rest. Uh, we went on something called a sabbatical, which Chris is going to talk to you about. Yeah, so we just came back from a sabbatical, and for us, it was a decision that fell in line with biblical um, guidance. Uh, we, principles, yeah. Principles. Um, we all know about the Sabbath, but that's like a remembering to take the one day off a week and keep that day holy. Um, but rather than just Sabbath, we took a sabbatical, and it was because we'd been in ministry for over seven years. Yeah. And we were going to do this last year, but COVID happened and we didn't think that was the best time to leave. So we waited until this year. So our eighth year into um, our organization and our church plant, we finally took a five week off break, which was absolutely replenishing, rejuvenating. And we, if, if anybody on our board or anybody in our church is listening, Thank you for granting us that time and blessing us with that because it truly was um, helpful and I think it's going to help us lead in this next season. Yeah, I think we all, uh, or if we could be honest, we know that not everyone out there has the advantage or the uh, privilege uh, or the freedom to maybe take off that long of a period of time. And so, you know, we recognize that that was, you know, a blessing for us and being the leaders of this organization and something that our board, you know, got behind, we were able to take, uh, 
a elongated break. So five weeks is a long time to not be here, not leading, totally disconnected, disengaged. But this idea of rest is something that we actually read a lot about while we were on sabbatical. And it's something that we are wanting to bring back to our church, to you who are listening, uh, to our team and our staff, just the reality of the rhythm of rest and that leaders, no matter what level of leadership you're in, you all need to rest. We all need to rest. And most of us are not operating from a place of rest. We're usually operating from a place of exhaustion. So let's talk about why leaders need rest, Chrissy. Yeah. And really, this isn't an exhaustive list. Um, For sure. However, these are probably some of the f- top um, takeaways from our time away. We took five Sundays off, so it it ended up being about four and a half weeks off. Yeah. And so, yeah, so these are just what some of our personal revelations were. And it is very much um, applicable to everybody, but very um, specific to, I think, what God wanted us to hear during this time. So first... Um, a great reminder and what we learned about sabbatical rest is that rest is not, should not be an escape. Um, I think the temptation... Wait, what? <laughs> the temptation for most, I think, hardworking Americans and just in this culture, this day and age and the speed of everything and technology, um, because we get so overworked, we become exhausted. So rest becomes... An escape and what we recognize with going into sabbatical after reading a lot about it reading some books just before we entered sabbatical and reading some even you know booklets and guidelines from therapists and Christian therapists um, we recognize that we needed to go into this time not um, like zombies <laughs> who are mm. exhausted but intentional about Um, what we could receive in rest because you know there's an invitation to us in scriptures that say that where Jesus says come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and it's in Matthew 11 and it's an I will give you rest, and I will give you rest and so we have something to receive during this time but if we're so exhausted that we come in and we try to escape life then we're not going to receive all that God has for us. And I, I recognize that for me, sometimes rest in the past with just our one day off a week, mm. it ended up just being vegging out and <laughs> vegging out, binging on Netflix or, you know, just doing things that, that were just indicative of our exhaustion level. Yeah. And they don't refill your soul. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the reality. Problems don't go away just because you're on sabbatical. They're yeah, still yeah. there. And so there's a level of understanding that we can gain from rest. Um, and one of the books that we read, it was called Sabbath, and it's by Dan Allender. And I recommend that, highly recommend that book. Um, but really, when you take a day off, it's an opportunity. You know, it's a command uh, the fourth commandment out of the Ten Commandments to remember the sabbath sabbath and keep it holy to remember to be reminded during that time of god's goodness remember what happened during the week not just escape the week Mm. because the everything that happened doesn't just go away because you're resting yeah i think that there's um 
something to be learned, there's something to be received, um, and there's some congratulatory remarks that you can make towards yourself. There can be some soul-filling things that you, and gratitude that you can have on your day off and your time off because gratitude will only make that rest even better, you know? Yeah, it's good. I think that we often see, you know, rest as an escape, as you said, and we, this is indicative of, I think that most people, and we read this in uh, another book that we read while on sabbatical, which was uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Great one for you guys to pick up. I, I recommend that one. But he essentially was saying how they, they, that most Americans just do weekend getaways. Mm-hmm. And rarely do people take more than seven days off in a row. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I recognize that not everyone has that, lu- that luxury, but I think most of you out there listening, like you have vacation days, but what you do is you just like siphon them off and you do like two days here and two days there. And how many, you know, when you go on a getaway, a weekend getaway, whether it's driving somewhere or flying somewhere, you usually come back more exhausted <laughs> because yes. you were trying to maximize those two or three days. And so you went hard, you went crazy and, uh, and it was all about experiences well, I think that rest is is not just us escaping, like uh, getting away somewhere, getting away from all our problems, but it's meant to be us uh, re- refilling and rejuvenating our souls, which can only happen when we really stop and lean into, as Christians, we would say, into the person of God, the presence of God, and really begin to like declutter mm-hmm. and disconnect from so many outside forces and factors that have our attention and is why our minds are consumed and our minds are exhausted and we're full of anxiety and stress. And so one of our, our encouragements to our staff and I want to encourage you with right now is that we're really encouraging them like, Hey, use all your vacation days in that book. He talked about how the majority of Americans do not use all their vacation days in a year. And so I just want to encourage you like use them, take Mm -hmm. them, I would also encourage you take more than seven days in a row if you have that luxury because it takes a good seven days to really decompress. And again, you're not escaping, but you're pressing into who God is Mm -hmm. and your soul. You're letting your soul rest. And so rest is not an escape, but Mm -hmm. it's so important in this culture that is go, 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 grind, 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 Mm -hmm. that we really stop and even find rest each and every day, not just once a week. Mm-hmm. or a couple times a year out on vacation. But in in every day, we find moments of rest, mm-hmm. of pause, of quiet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that may be in the morning, it may be in the evening, but like letting yourself pause to reflect on who God is and what he's done in your life. Right. Pausing and reflecting is so much different than escaping. And, you know, For I sure. think the reason rest has become... Um, an escape and us doing sometimes absolutely nothing but sitting on the couch and futile, you know, um, acts is because in our society we aren't just tired from hard work, but we've been overworked, we're exhausted, and we don't realize that we're satisfying other gods in our lives, other idols in our lives. Our, um, if we are Ooh. to the point of exhaustion, um, that is not God's heart or desire for us. And so you got to ask yourself in your time of rest, have a conversation with God and be like, why am I exhausted? And I think that there were moments that we were exhausted and moments that I had to ask the hard question. And I felt 
as if he pointed out that there was a false idol of self-sufficiency. Which is number two. That rest Which reveals leads us to number two. Go ahead. Your idols. Yeah. When you're intentional about re- resting and remembering what God has done for you, he remember it, he reveals anything that has tried to take his place. Mm. And we've allowed other things. We've allowed achievements. We've allowed productivity to take his place um, at times. I'm not saying this is for everybody, but for us, I think it real it, it revealed some idols. Now, I don't think we're absolutely exhausted when we came into sabbatical. There were no. some um, parts emotionally where I was where I realized a big idol that I think for everyone is, and I'm not saying this is specific to us, is control. When you rest, you have to relinquish control. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and it, it may not even be directly related to your work, but when you think about idolatry, um, I, I guess there was a point during sabbatical where I recognized that there were certain idols in my life. And what I tried to do is like, oh, maybe I, did I make social media an idol? Did I care too much about what other people are thinking? So then I abstained from it. But what can so easily happen in rest is that you replace that um, idol with another idol. And I found myself shopping on Amazon instead of scrolling through Instagram. You know, there's diff- diff- different things. So if you don't recognize what the idols are, you're just going to replace it with something else. And so I had to take some time to actually say, let the any idols that I may have that God helped me identify, let me replace that with his presence and actual rest. Yeah. Not just fill your time with something else because our restful times, kind of like what you were saying earlier, is like could just be another weekend getaway. It could just be another activity. And mm-hmm. sometimes activities drain us more than we think that they do. Yeah, I think for me, you know, recognizing that it does reveal our idols is, you know, when we disconnected, we had to release the idol of control of our organization. For five weeks, we weren't here. We weren't handling anything. And that's where, for me, it it really connected to my identity and that, you know, an idol had been what I accomplish in my life and that had become so much a part of my identity. It becomes so much a part of idolatry in my life that resting and stepping away and realizing like, Hey, the world will go on without you. The show does go on uh, without you. And then I realize like, Hey, my identity isn't in what I do, but it's in, you know, whose I am Mm -hmm. as a follower of Christ. That's something that I preach, but it's hard to always live it. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to like, release all the idols which i still have some in my life absolutely and (laughs) and and lean into rest which is meant to be you know rest is only found in you know god and so Mm -hmm. so many of us are we think we're resting and we wonder why we're more exhausted when we come out of seasons of rest Mm -hmm. and it's because we were filling the void Mm -hmm. with other things and that doesn't mean you can't go on weekend getaways or mm-hmm. yeah. do activities. Like we not. still yeah. golfed a lot while we were on sabbatical and resting. And yet we were intentional mm-hmm. in that season of filling this, this moment and these gaps where we weren't working with the presence of God and time with God mm-hmm. and reading things about God yeah. and, and talking about him mm-hmm. and resting in him so that he was able to replenish our souls. Yeah. We weren't replenished 
by what we thought were outside sources, which would fill that void. Right. So, you know, what was un- unexpected to me too during this time was that I was me. like, oh, sabbatical is going to be easy. We've been taking a Sabbath every week for how many years? Like we every were pretty diligent once a, week, yeah. once a week of taking our Sabbath. And then I recognized that the idol of even having a formula yeah. was was present in my life. I was like, I know how to do this. I know that every, after six years on the seventh year, you take an extended sabbatical. I know that once a week you take a Sabbath. And the more I dug into it and the more I asked God about finding true rest and accepting his invitation to find rest, I recognized that, oh, I even made rest a formula. And I feel like God just has more than that for us. And, you know, if we just kept a formula, we're just keeping the law. But God, a loving, kind, relational God, wants to give us more than we can expect. Um, yeah. yeah. And I kind of jumped the gun. But the, th- okay. the third uh, piece of rest or that rest is and why leaders need rest is that rest gives respect where respect is due. And this idea of, like I said, I had to let go of control. Mm -hmm. And we know that when we can't, someone else has to. Yeah. Right? When when we are so caught up in the idol of self-sufficiency that if I don't do it, no one's going to do it. And it all falls on me. And we actually love that. Yeah. And I say we as in probably all of us listening. Yeah. uh, We're so important that without me, things would fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so stepping away and resting gave the opportunity for others to step in and others to step up. Yeah. And we saw, as I said, like the show went on and people, when we got like, man, it went by so fast. We didn't skip a beat. And it was yeah. like probably a few years ago, I've been like, what? Like, no, things should have been bad. Things should have been lame when I was gone. But no. instead it was a, I'm so glad to hear that mm-hmm. because I was able to release and relinquish the idol of self-sufficiency mm-hmm. and recognize that, hey, delegating can actually, you know, become something that that I get better at in a season of rest. So rest right. actually forces those of you who are not delegators to delegate. <laughs> yeah, the worst delegators can be really they can become the best delegators when they finally choose to rest. And so if that's something that you're struggling with, like choose rest and, um, and allow team to be your strength. That's one of our core mm. values. Team is our yes. strength. But if you don't rely on your team and you don't delegate, then you're going to be weak. <laughs> and so rest helps spot those weaknesses and those blind spots and gives your team opportunity. So it, and It's hard, I think as human beings to not see ourselves as the center of everything, the hero. Yes. The hero. And so we actually can feel lost when we start releasing and relinquishing and letting other people rise to the forefront and take on things that Mm -hmm. maybe they're better at even than Mm -hmm. us, or they can do as well as us, or they may not even do as well as us. But if we give them a little time, they may end up doing it better and really focus on what only we can do. Right. But that's such a hard thing because we want to feel needed. We want to feel like we're the center. And so I think that resting, at least for me, yeah. over these last few years, as we've gotten better at rest, I do mm-hmm. think Christy and I have gotten better at it. Uh, we've become better delegators and mm-hmm. allowing other people to step up and step in mm-hmm. and lead and not attaching our identity to how much we do. Right. 
And again, rest, like you said, gives respect where respect is due. It, your team gets to be respected. They get to step up. But ultimately, God has it under control. Yeah. So give respect where respect is due and give him all control um, to empower those around you. And the last one, which I'm not as much of a fan of, but go ahead. <laughs> I have a hard time with this one. Yes. And so one of the greatest lessons I believe I learned, and so this, again, is specific to my experience with this recent sabbatical, is that there is a level of stripping away of ambition. So rest strips you of ambition. Yes. But and I want to be ambitious, Chris. Yes, and I think we should all maintain our ambition. However, God puts desires in our hearts, and desires can sometimes be different from ambition. Okay. Um, and so I would would probably clarify that ambition is more fleshly ambition. And I think a lot of times our so ambition... So not all ambition is fleshly, no, but we yes, want the flesh ambition stripped to away. To be stripped away okay. so that there's a purity when you come back. I Maybe a better thing to have said is that rest purifies Ooh, your ambition. There we go. It purifies your ambition I love and that. it sets and realigns your desires with God's desires. And so, you know, there's so many... Um, so there's so many people telling you to work harder and to, and to try harder and to not give up and to persevere. But if we truly trust in the person who ordered our steps, then we're going to release any of our striving and that striving just creates more wheels turning in our hearts and our minds and our and our pace and our hurry everything just speeds up when we're striving to greater exhaustion greater exhaustion and you don't get much further so rest aligns your desires with god's desires and mm -hmm. gives him space to move and do the work that you couldn't do on your own and yeah, so don't, don't you think too with ambition i know for me like i've been taught to be ambitious mm -hmm. but what ambition has done for me at times is I start going in a million different directions. Yeah. And then I'm doing a lot of things good, but nothing great. Story of my life. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy always says she's the master of none because she's literally Chrissy's good at everything. If you don't know anything about Chrissy, she is annoyingly good at everything. Like, like people and myself will tell her to her face, you're annoying because literally she plays every instrument. She's like good three. at every sport. <laughs> Not every right? instrument. She she I can sing. Uh, she can draw. She's artistic. She's creative. Oh, tell me more. Like literally, she's good <laughs> at everything, Stop. and it's annoying. But then she's like, "I'm, but I'm the master of none." And, master and it, of none. It reminds me though, which I don't think you are. I think you're a master at quite a few things. But uh, it reminds I me of that. just this reality of my ambition can sometimes get me. I got to look my hand in this and that and, and over here and I, it's over here on the left and I'm starting this project and I'm launching this business. And before I know it, I'm completely exhausted. Divided. And it's like, yeah, because yeah. because I'm divided and then I'm overstressed <laughs> and it's like, hey, what am I supposed to be ambitious about right now? Right. And it may just be a few things. It doesn't have to be just one thing, but a few things. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's probably a lot of you out there that can relate to this because you are ambitious and you got your hands in. 27 cookie jars <laughs> and God's like maybe just four you know and and do those four things really well and then you can move on to the next four and so that would be my challenge because I found that Chrissy and I are both like tend to be ambitious and try to put a little too much on our plate try to have our hands in too many things 
And that's left us exhausted. And so. And that's the thing about rest. It gives you a level of restraint. Yes. And the practice and discipline of restraint is God's desire for rest and Sabbath. And here's the thing. What I have to admit in all humility, and that's another thing. If you're going into a time of rest, if you're going into sabbatical, if you're going into your day off, you have to come into it humbly. Um, Rest brings you to a place of humility. And if I'm honest, I have at times masked some of my idols with spiritual desires. And too many of us have done that, cloaked an idol of productivity in spiritual, like you, you attached Colossians 3.23 to it. I'm working as, I, as if I'm working for the Lord, but you're just masking the idol of identity, like, you know, finding your identity in your work. And so just be careful, um, but rest might strip you of fleshly ambition. No, but what did you say? You, you didn't say rest might strip you. You changed it. Oh, I liked what I said the In first the time. We'll it. have to find it. You said rest uh, purifies. Purifies our ambitions. Yeah. And here's the great thing about rest. It makes you a healthier leader. And when you're a healthy leader and when anything's healthy, it grows the yeah. way it's supposed to. Maybe not the tallest, maybe not the widest, but it's colorful, it's full, it's vibrant, it's life-giving. And so rest is healthy for you. And if you're yeah. going to be afraid of, you know, your business scaling down or, you know, losing productivity, you can trust that the principle of rest brings health and healthy things grow. When you're healthy, fruit is inevitable. So listen, Leaders need rest. That's our encouragement to you guys today. And so we want to give you some some real takeaways. First, you need to have real conversations about rest. Have those conversations with the people around you, uh, with your spouse, if you're married, with your close friends. Um, But you need to start talking about what is a healthy rhythm of rest look like Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah, and be intentional. Second, we would say that in your time of rest, whether it's sabbatical or a day off, read books. Number one, read the Bible. That's the greatest guide to your life. But read books, not books that are going to help you start thinking through how you can strategize for this next season or st- strategy or, business. yes, like I made sure that the books that I read were about rest or about soul about filling. growing yourself, yeah. your heart, your and soul. Your soul. Like one another, I have to give a book recommendation. I think we should start tagging these books we because will. they're so good. But The Cry of the Soul, How Your Deepest Emotions um, Point to Your Deepest Questions About God. Another Dave, Dave Allender, is that? Dan Allender book, um, recommend. Read books, read good books. Third, plan trips, but not too many trips. Uh, getaways are great. Uh, vacations are great going places it it can be very rejuvenating refueling refilling Uh, but sometimes there are people who are so much about the experience they come back exhausted from all these trips and of course eliminate the noise if there's any spiritual discipline that you can really grow in during this time it would probably be meditation and solitude now that's hard if you have a, a spouse and children who talks a lot Oh my gosh, it's so true. I did talk his ear off. I am a verbal processor. Eliminate the noise. Eliminate the noise. (laughs) Get off social media. Don't replace social media with shopping online and don't replace it with news apps. Yeah. Get off the noise. Fifth, I would say make sure you have a weekly rhythm of rest. 
So for Chrissy and I, we take every Friday off, disconnect from all work-related things, and we, you know, we go slow. We lean into the presence of God. Uh, we spend time in His Word and prayer, journaling, and then we do fun things too that would refuel us. Yes. And so that uh, once a once a week thing is a very playful day. Like yes. play, like God created this world for his children to play and enjoy, get out in nature, enjoy and be playful. I think if there is a way is if there's a word that described our few weeks off, I've told people that it was deep, it was rest, restful and it was playful. Yeah. And my, our last practical tip is use your vacation days. Do it. <laughs> I think that reading that book and seeing that statistically speaking, you know, it said over 50% of Americans don't even use all their vacation days. And those, that's just astounding to me. So everyone listening, use your vacation days, take them. We're encouraging our team to make sure they take all their vacation days because you've been given them and your body needs it. Your soul needs it. Your life needs it. So, Hey, thanks for joining us today for another episode of the uncomplicated leadership podcast. If you're being blessed by this, encouraged by this, if you're going uh, from listening to this, I just ask you, we would ask you that you would share it, share it on your social media. Uh, if you haven't given us a review on, uh, iTunes or Spotify, give us a review that really helps out. And, uh, we're just thankful for all those who have been supporting us, who've been a part of this journey with us. And, uh, man, we just want to continue to help you from the simple to the strategic. Our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. So let's go from this place and let's rest. Chrissy, rest tomorrow's rest our day off. I can't wait. What are we going to do? Let's rest. I don't know. Golf. Let's rest. Okay. But hey, <laughs> we love, love you guys. guys. We will tag all the books that we talked about and yeah. share. Description. Love y'all. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Keep up with Caleb and Chrissy on Facebook and Instagram and calebandchrissycole.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.